When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to the Saturday, September 3rd, 2022 season opening edition of the Land Grant Holy Land Tailgate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Every Ohio State football game day this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest. Tonight, inside the 100-year-old Ohio Stadium, head coach Ryan Day's second-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes will host the number 5 Notre Dame Fighting Irish, coached by former Ohio State linebacker Marcus Freeman. The game will be broadcast on ABC beginning at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and the kick is scheduled to happen at 7.44. Chris Fowler will provide play-by-play with the blue-eyed Buckeye Kirk Herbstreet on color commentary and the absolute best-in-the-business Holly Rowe reporting from the sidelines. As always, the game can be heard on both 97.1 FM and 1460 AM, where the voice of the Buckeyes, the absolute GOAT, Paul Keels, will be on the call, along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary and Matt Andrews on the sideline. ESPN's College Game Day will also be in town and is set up on the South Lawn outside of St. John Arena. The show will air on ESPN from 9 a.m. until noon Eastern Time. The guest picker is someone named Jack Harlow whom I've been assured is a huge name in the music industry, but apparently not someone that has any connection to either Columbus or Ohio State or the entire state of Ohio or even Notre Dame, for that matter. I mean, it's too bad that there won't be any big-name folks at the game with any ties to Ohio State. I mean, it would have been great if someone like LeBron James was coming to the game as his son Bronny is on a visit with the men's basketball team. It would also be great if the school was celebrating the 20th anniversary of the 2002 National Championship team by welcoming back head coach Jim Tressel and his players after the first quarter. Heck, it would even be nice if the National Championship women's hockey team was going to be in attendance and recognized during the game, and ESPN could get someone from that squad to make some picks. But alas, I guess none of those things are happening today because certainly ESPN wouldn't forgo any of those opportunities in order to give us a guest picker from Kentucky who roots for Louisville. Anyway, as of recording time, the temperature in Columbus at kickoff is expected to be 75 degrees Fahrenheit with a 34% chance of rain and wind between 5 and 7 miles per hour. Despite being a top five matchup according to both the AP and coaches polls, the line for today's game opened with Ohio State as 17.5 point favorites according to DraftKings Sportsbook. There has been a little movement and it now sits at a 16 point spread. The over-under is at 59 points. Notre Dame's money line is set at plus 540, while Ohio State's is at minus 740. While the Ohio State program no longer releases availability reports ahead of game day, we do expect to get one in the hours before tonight's kickoff. But with how secretive the program has gotten under Ryan Day, I'll believe it when I see it. 
The Buckeyes have been fairly fortunate, knock on wood, this fall camp at avoiding injuries. The one major exception is that second-year running back Evan Pryor has been lost for the season due to an ACL injury. While he was slotted in as the third-string tailback, he was expected to contribute this season. True freshman Dallin Hayden will step in to fill that spot behind starter Trevion Henderson and backup Mayan Williams. Mayan is more or less the 1B option. We'll probably only get about half of the carries that Henderson does, but he is a major part of the game plan. Day has said that Arizona State transfer Chip Trainum will be the emergency fourth-string ball carrier. Though Trainum played running back for the last two seasons for the Sun Devils, the Ohio native came to Columbus in order to play linebacker. He is currently expected to be the backup to fellow former running back turned linebacker Steel Chambers at the Will linebacker spot. Another position that has had a bit of injury intrigue this offseason for OSU is cornerback. With only six scholarship corners on the roster, the top three players at the position, Denzel Burke, Cameron Brown, and Jordan Hancock, all dealt with injuries of varying severity during fall camp. However, all three are expected to be active and in the rotation tonight. Whether they get their full complement of playing time or not is yet to be seen. On the Notre Dame side, wide receiver Avery Davis tore his ACL during camp and will miss the entire season. Earlier this week, Freeman said that All-American offensive lineman Jarrett Patterson remains questionable with a sprained right foot. He did participate in practices this week, but minimally so. Freeman said that a decision will not be made until this evening. If you are heading to the Horseshoe, the stadium's Wi-Fi password for non-students, faculty, and staff is OSU Fan Wi-Fi, that is lowercase OSU, capital F, lowercase A-N, capital W, lowercase I-Fi. As always, Ohio Stadium gates will open two hours before kickoff, so at 5.30 p.m. tonight. The doors to St. John Arena will open four hours prior to kick if you would like to make your way inside to get seats for the Skull Session. So those doors will open at 3.30 p.m., and the Skull Session will get underway at 5.30 there will be a special presentation before the game at 7.05 p.m., including a Navy Leapfrog Parachute Game Ball delivery. They will also be involved with the coin toss. Today's marching band ramp entrance will commence at 7.10 p.m., followed by a traditional pregame script Ohio. For the halftime show, grab a latte and a beret for Buckeye Jazz Cafe. Andy Geiger will be very happy about that one. Turning our attention to the Fighting Irish tonight will not only be Freeman's return to Ohio Stadium, but will also mark his regular season debut as the Irish's head coach. He did lead the team in January's Fiesta Bowl following former head coach Brian Kelly's departure for LSU. During the offseason, Freeman brought fellow former Buckeye James Laronitis in as a defensive graduate assistant working with linebackers, as well as last year's OSU linebacker coach Al Washington. Freeman also tried to poach a handful of other Buckeye coaches from both sides of the ball, but that probably only really got them a bit more money out of Ohio State. Freeman also did bring in the former head coach at the U and multiple stops in the NFL, Al Golden, to serve as the defensive coordinator. The Domers will start sophomore Tyler Buckner at quarterback. While he did not start a game during his first season for the Irish, he did throw for 298 yards on 21 of 35 passing and 10 games of action. Buckner is also a threat with his legs. He averaged 7.3 yards on 46 rushing attempts for 336 yards as a freshman last year. 
His best target tonight will likely be tight end Michael Mayer, not to be confused with Tony Award-winning director of the same name responsible for Broadway productions of Spring Awakening, Thoroughly Modern Millie, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and more. I know that's what you were thinking. You were very confused, so I just wanted to make sure I cleared that up. Last season, Mayer was second on the team with 840 yards on 71 receptions and will likely be a focus to try to exploit the holes that OSU's defense showed over the last two years. On defense, Notre Dame will be led by edge rusher Isaiah Foskey. He accounted for 52 tackles last year, including 10 sacks. He will likely line up on the left-hand side of the defensive line, so he will be going up against OSU's right tackle, Dewand Jones. The Buckeye big man struggled at times last year blocking against the speed rush, but he has lost some weight and, according to all accounts, is playing the best football of his career. He will need to keep Foskey at bay in order to make sure that Ohio State's Heisman front-running quarterback C.J. Stroud has time to throw the ball to his stable of insanely talented wide receivers. Okay, after a quick break, we will wrap up today's show with all of the series history, analytics, and predictions for today's outcome. Welcome back. Now let's take a look at the series history between these two teams. Ohio State holds a 4-2 edge all-time against Notre Dame and will be looking to win the program's fifth straight. So if you're doing the math, that means Notre Dame won the first two games in the series. Their only two wins did come in 18-13 and 7-2 victories in 1935 and 36, respectively. It wasn't until 59 years later when the two Midwest powers rekindled their rivalry, with OSU winning in Columbus in 1995 by a score of 45 to 26, then winning again the next year in South Bend by a score of 29 to 16. Moving on to the analytics, the Buckeyes enter the season number three in the SP Plus rankings from ESPN's Bill Connolly, behind only Alabama and Georgia. The Buckeyes have the number one ranked offense and the 15th ranked defense. Notre Dame comes into the season at eighth overall, according to SP Plus, with the 18th ranked offense and seventh ranked defense. Connolly's model projects OSU to win by a score of 35 to 23, and that means that OSU would not cover if you're using SP Plus for betting purposes. But I will warn you, SP Plus tends to underestimate Ohio State's offensive output, so keep that in mind. Uh, but Conley's analytics do have the Buckeyes at a 74% win probability. ESPN's Football Power Index, a different analytic system from the worldwide leader, has Ohio State in second place and gives them a 32% chance to go undefeated in the regular season, by far the best in the country, and a 26.7% chance to win the national title, behind only the Crimson Tide's 30%. Football Outsiders F-plus ratings have OSU at number three with a top-ranked offense and 14th-ranked defense. ESPN's FPI has Notre Dame at fifth, and Football Outsiders F-plus ranks them at sixth nationally. Football Outsiders Robert Binion has his own model, which gives OSU an 80% chance to win the game with a projected margin of a 12.4-point victory, which is not actually possible. You have to score in whole numbers, so I don't understand what the decimals are for here. But anyway, uh, for what it's worth, Notre Dame football stats and analytics has OSU winning by 25.2 points, 47.4 to 22.2, with an 88.8% probability. 
Friends of the show, the college football nerds, don't have their computer model running until there's a decent in-season sample size, but both Daniel and Josh do pick Ohio State to win. Daniel called for a 37-30 score, and Josh had 45-24. Now, before I get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through the rest of the non-Buckeye v. Irish games on the day and for the rest of the weekend. All times are Columbus time. First up, OSU's rival will open their season at noon by hosting Colorado State on ABC. At 3.30, Luke Fickle's number 23 Cincinnati Bearcats will visit Sam Pittman's number 19 Arkansas Razorbacks on ESPN. And number 11, Oregon, will play number 3 Georgia and Atlanta on ABC. At 7, OSU's Rose Bowl opponent from this past January, number 7 Utah, will visit Florida on ESPN. And the Buckeyes' next opponent, Arkansas State, will host Grambling on ESPN3. Pac-12 After Dark has Idaho at Washington State at 9.30 on the Pac-12 Network. Not that anybody gets that. Boise State will be at Oregon State on ESPN at 10.30. And at the same time, Kent State travels to Washington on FS1. And the Sickos' late-night game of the week is Western Kentucky traveling to the islands to take on the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors at midnight. You can only get that one on Spectrum Sports Pay-Per-View. Then on Sunday at 7.30 p.m. on ABC, Florida State and LSU will play in New Orleans. And then on Monday, number 4 Clemson will play Georgia Tech and Atlanta at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Okay, back to the Buckeyes. There has been a ton of dialogue and way too much hashtag discourse over the past few weeks about this game from different people connected to schools and maybe some former players that went to both Notre Dame and Florida and a ton of fan base folks getting involved. But fortunately, all of that is now moot. It doesn't matter. It's over because it is game day. For months, I've been telling friends, family, and LGHL colleagues that I thought that the floor for OSU's victory would be probably 17 points, and I felt vindicated by Vegas' agreement. But as we've gotten closer to kickoff and the word out of the Woody Hayes Athletic Center has been increasingly confident, yet focused, and quite a bit aggravated... I don't think that 17 points is enough. The entire Ohio State team, especially the offensive and defensive lines, have spent the last nine months hearing about how soft they are, how they can't win in the trenches, how really tough teams can just push them around. With major coaching changes on the defensive side of the ball and new offensive line coach and running game coordinator Justin Fry now running things for the O-line, I would be shocked and frankly disappointed if we didn't see a new level of intensity from those units tonight. While I wouldn't expect everybody to pick up all of the new schemes perfectly in the first game out, if they are able to improve even a moderate amount, there will be no reason that they shouldn't be able to handle the Irish, who I think essentially topped out under Kelly. Now, Freeman is a very good coach, and honestly, I wish Day had hired him as OSU's defensive coordinator following the 2019 season when Jeff Halfley left to become the head man at Boston College. But there is just a massive talent disparity between the two teams. Ohio State has the third best total in the team talent composite for 2022 with 14 five-star players and 51 four-stars, giving them 983.14 points. Notre Dame is a respectable 10th, but they only have two five-star players and 49 four-stars for 866.48 points. Ohio State has more defensive ends who are five-star players coming out of high school than Notre Dame has on their entire team. Ohio State's starting offensive line has as many four-star players as Notre Dame's entire team. Let that sink in. And while recruiting rankings are not the be-all and end-all for college evaluation, 
stars do matter. And now that Day has jettisoned nearly a half dozen coaches who just never seem to be able to live up to the tasks that their positions required, I no longer expect scheme and preparedness and being in the right place and knowing what you're supposed to do to be a problem for this team. Like I said, will things be perfect? Of course not. But I fully expect Jim Knowles on the defensive side and his entire staff and Justin Fry with the offensive line to be able to put his players in the best positions possible to be successful. Something that I did not think that the previous staff and previous coaches always did. So I think that you will see a much more aggressive approach from the entire defense, but especially the edge rushers. And now that the offensive line finally has guards playing guard, we should see a much more cohesive effort in high value short yardage situations from them. I expect CJ Stroud to throw for north of 380 yards and four touchdowns with Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams rushing for one each as well. I do think that Day will try to establish the running game early. I don't know if that'll be something that is maintained throughout, but I think it could be something that he shows to the Notre Dame defense early and makes them think about it throughout the rest of the game. Also, keep an eye on safety linebacker hybrid Court Williams. He had tons of hype coming into each of the last two seasons, but ended up missing them due to injury. He is expected now to be the one to draw the assignment of guarding tight end Michael Mayer, not the Tony winning director. He should also be able to help out in run support for the Buckeyes. One of the things that we do know about Knowles' defense is that it will essentially be a 4-2-5 set, so there will only be two linebackers on the field. However, because Williams is a bit big to be a safety, he will likely be walking up to play essentially the third linebacker position in a lot of situations. I would also not be surprised if we actually saw a third linebacker coming up into the Sam position during this game and against other teams that will likely run the ball a bit more like uh, Michigan State and Wisconsin and Iowa later in the season. I also think that the OSU defense will have a pair of picks from the first time starting quarterback and ultimately I'm going to go drumroll please with Ohio State 45 Notre Dame 21. All right, that's all that I've got for you today. As always, Land Grant Holy Land will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I will be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow along and share your thoughts at LandGrant33. You can also follow me individually at BWWMatt. And if you are not already, please subscribe to Land Grant Holy Land's one-of-a-kind podcasting network, where we not only bring you unique news, interviews, and analysis, but we've also got perspectives on sports and the Buckeyes unlike any other OSU podcast around, for better or for worse. We are bringing you nearly two podcasts every day throughout the entire football season. You will not want to miss it. So, with all of that out of the way, there's only one thing left to say. Go Bucks.